Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I am so glad you're tuning in for this very special episode today. I'm going to be letting you in on a level that used to be really uncomfortable for me. And one thing that I want to share is that if I've ever learned anything from the coaches and mentors I've worked with over the years of self-discovery and divorce recovery and beyond, it's to wait to share your truth publicly until you've processed the pain and fully understand your own voice and truth. And when you can wholeheartedly trust yourself to know that any feedback as a result of sharing is okay for you to navigate, is safe for you to navigate. And now anytime that I've got something that's heavy on my heart or my soul is really giving me that poke, that nudge, like, come on, come on, say something, share something, express something. I take a beat and ask myself this question. Do you feel safe enough to accept any and all feedback that may come in your direction as a result of speaking your truth? And if the answer is yes, hello, vulnerability, look out, it's coming out, it's getting shared, it's time, it's time. And I know that it's time because it will be aligned with me to share so vulnerably, it, it, it will come out. If the answer to that question, do you feel safe enough to accept any feedback? The answer is, um, I'm not sure. All that is, is it's a no for now. Keep checking in, keep checking in. And this is a great space to be in. I have been in this space with a lot of areas of my life for days at a time, weeks at a time, months at a time, and in this case, years at a time for the topic we're going to talk about today. But this, I'm not sure it's a no for now, keep checking in, simply means you still get to speak your truth unfiltered, unapologetically, but you get to do that in your trusted circle. And for me, that trusted circle is probably about three people or at least one hand, no more than that. These are the people that you never filter yourself around. You know that they'll love you unconditionally. They're not going to judge you. They'll speak up if they think that your safety is you know, um, at risk, but they hold the belief in you that sometimes you can't even hold yourself. So it doesn't mean don't speak your truth to anyone. It just means no, it's a no for now. If if you're really not feeling sure it's a no for now and continue sharing in this safe space, 
with those people that are trusted um, folks in your life. And if the visceral feeling, that gut feeling, the intuitive voice inside of you is saying, no, no, it's a solid no. I'm only ready to handle feedback if it supports me. People give me hearts, if people give me likes, if people tell me like, way to go, good job, your share was amazing, I'm so proud of you. If you only get those accolades, then there is more safety to cultivate and feelings to move through before you share that sweet part of your soul publicly, publicly, right? So I'm sure many of you out there don't actually know this specific part of my story. You may just see me on social media, living my joy on a daily basis, jumping on my trampoline, sharing my favorite things, spreading healing, health, and happiness hacks throughout my coaching business. And the truth is, what you see today is the real deal. What you see out there is me, but it hasn't always been that way. It hasn't always been like this. There is a deep-rooted reason why I'm obsessed with helping people reclaim their joy. And I want to share that part of you with me today. All right. I want to share that part of my story with you today. And that reason. That reason is because about seven years ago, I lost my joy completely gone, poof, out of here. All right. At least I thought so. And when I lost it, I seriously believed that it would never return. I really believed that you guys, I really thought, well, I guess I'm just going to have to learn how to feel shitty most of the time and sometimes feel okay. I guess I'm just going to have to try to Make it till I make it so I don't break my family's heart or annoy my friends that I'm sad all the time. That's what my ego was saying, right? The truth is that I didn't have to fake it till I make it in the first place to any of my family, and I wasn't annoying any of my friends. But my whole being hurt when I got divorced. And this is the story I want to share with you today. It's the most most vulnerable, sensitive part of me. And it's taken me a while to get to this place. And I know how important it is to share our story. Whatever your story is, I want you to know. Whatever pain you've been through, whatever heartache and heartbreak you're growing through right now, at some point, your story is going to scream significance. It may not it may not show it to you right now, but it is significant. Your pain is significant. Your story, everything that you've moved through on the high highs and the low lows and everything in between that's made you you today, it is significant. You are significant. And a lot of times we share so many similarities in life, even if you haven't gone through divorce, there are going to be parts of the story that you can relate to. And I know that it's very powerful when we share the truth about everything that we've moved through in our lives, because what, what becomes possible is other people 
feel like it's possible for them to share too. And sharing is such a beautiful space to move through life together. So the title of this podcast is The Truth Will Set You Free. And I have to be totally honest, I really, really didn't want to use that title because it's a big cliche. I don't even know if that's the right word, but probably an overused saying at this point, but it really described my experience to a T. It describes the journey I've been on from sitting in my junk to reclaiming my joy. The truth will set you free describes how my body went from feeling heavy and clogged to light and free flowing. Now, don't tune out just because I mentioned the word divorce. I promise you the things I'm going to share go far, far deeper than shredding a marriage certificate. And the pain beneath it all may relate to you more than you realize in this moment. At the end of the day, I started my coaching business to help humans reclaim their joy. After hitting rock bottom and rebuilding my life after feeling joyless, I realized that I wasn't the only one who had been struggling trying to find it again. And not just divorced women. Many, many women, men, humans started sharing with me that they would give anything to feel joy again, real joy again. I even remember going through my coaching practice and talking to one of my coaching friends, telling her what I was moving through, what I was growing through. And she looked at me straight in the eye and she said, Heidi, I would have done anything anything when I was going through the hardest part of my life to have you by my side. And she only knew me for one hour at this point, but she could see that energetically I was put here on purpose to lose my joy, retrain and regain my joy so that I could share that with other people and let you know that it's possible wherever you find yourself at today, wherever you find yourself at today, I hope my story will inspire you to know that it is possible to come back to a place and reclaim your joy. A wild thing happens when you choose to share your truth. This is really important. You give others the permission to get vulnerable and share theirs too. I've worked with lots and lots of women over the past couple of years in my coaching business. And at the end of our experience together, I always ask for testimonials. And I go beyond that. I ask them to share their story and their testimonials on their Facebook and on their Instagram and with their friends and with their family, not to make me look good. That's nice. If you love me and you love loved working with me and you want to tell people about me, cool. But more importantly, the reason why I want my clients to share their truth 
and their story on their social outlets and in intimate settings too. When you're having coffee with that friend who's going through that tough time, when you're at your social gatherings and you're find that person in the corner who doesn't seem like their energy is centered where you know it has the potential to be, when you can recognize from your own healing space that people are going through a tough time because you've been through it too. The reason why I ask my clients to share their story with as many people as possible is to show other people what's possible. You give others the permission to get vulnerable and start their healing and share their story too when you're willing to share yours. Honestly, I was shocked hearing human after human somehow find their way to me and tell me that the number one thing they wanted was to feel joy. I still get it on a regular basis. Some people say, you know, I just want to be happy. Kind of, kind of shake it off a little bit, try to bring it down a notch, but what they really mean is joy. And we don't have time to talk about that today, but I'll bring it back in another episode. The difference between happiness and joy is quite significant. I knew that it was not a coincidence that I went through divorce. I didn't know that at first, but I know that now. It's been a divine, divine intervention to guide me to my life's purpose, passion, and calling all along. What I didn't realize was that divorce was an opportunity to lose everything I thought I needed, wanted, and loved in order to gain who I actually am, finally love myself, finally love myself, and completely create a life that I'm obsessed with. Now tell me that seven years ago, and I would have kicked you in the shin and given you an enormous eye roll. So if you find yourself there today in disbelief, in doubt, in skepticism, that something as quote unquote simple as joy isn't going to get me out of this rut, I hear you. You can go ahead and roll your eyes. And if you see me in person and you need to kick me in the shins for the time being, you can do so as long as you're willing to give it a shot. Friends. It has been a journey and I'm finally relieved and excited to share all of me, most of me with all of you. Remember, I too am on a, in a constant state of change, shifting, up-leveling, growth. And my intention is to be totally transparent throughout this journey. And I hope that you feel inspired to take action in your own life to reclaim your joy find your truth, and eventually set yourself free by sharing it as well. So let me give you a little bit of backstory. Three years ago, I became a certified life coach. I decided to start out by focusing on women with food and body issues because because I struggled with that for over two decades. If you're listening right now, and you've struggled or continue to struggle with food and body, I want you to think about how long you've actually been struggling. I bet it's longer than you think. And over two decades, 20 years is a long time. And a lot of this was very unconscious struggle, okay? But it shifted. 
However, in my healing, in really healing my relationship to food in my body, I realized, I realized this incredible thing that it was connected to my divorce. When I was going through divorce, I had these horse blinders on. Okay. I could only see what was right in front of me. And at the time, my overwhelmed, confused, crushed brain only saw a man who was my best friend and partner of 12 years who was sitting across from me at a picnic table one day and wasn't sure if we were right fit anymore. And at the time, I didn't know this, but I know now that I was actually starting to feel the same way. So there's a reason why we both agreed to move forward with divorce. And I know it sounds strange, but I don't think either of us wanted to be married anymore. I don't think we knew that, but I don't think that our hearts, our souls actually wanted to be married anymore. Otherwise we, we would have tried, we would have, we would have done things differently, but I also believe that neither one of us wanted to feel the kind of pain that we didn't realize we were going to feel without each other. And I had no idea how deeply it was going to hit over the next few days, months, and years. And I'm pretty sure he didn't either. I immediately went into victim mode, feeling sorry for myself and allowing others to validate that this was his fault, right? We get so immediately victimizing, shaming, blaming, guilting, and I allowed it to happen. I allowed others to validate that it was his fault and that I was too good for him anyways. You know how that, you, you've heard this before, right? The, the truth is, is that my ego, my brain, the protector, the safety mechanism that is built into our bodies, our brain is that safety mechanism. My brain and ego working in, in partnership would do anything anything to fuel and feed that story that was trying to take over for the heart while I was falling apart. I needed to blame something. I needed to escape. I needed somewhere for that to make sense. And at the time that was the easiest, easiest way. What I didn't realize is that I had a responsibility. I played a part in this partnership, in this choice, in this decision, what I didn't realize is that responsibility would have set me free a long time ago. What I didn't realize is that I had been dealing with extreme body dysmorphia and disordered eating for nearly two decades. And if you don't know what that is, body dysmorphia is looking in the mirror and seeing a version of you that's not actually true. It, it, it drives you to this space and this place of never being skinny enough, fit enough, pretty enough. And through this trauma, I had subconsciously taught myself 
that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't pretty enough, that I wasn't worthy enough of the life that I desired. And certainly not worthy of an amazing man and partner to love me. If you're listening today and have not yet accepted your body or have been struggling most of your life with the relationship to food in your body, please, please reach out. DM me, private message me, send me an email, contact me. These issues can and need to be healed so you can love yourself. Did you know that you will only allow the amount of love into your life that you are willing to give yourself first? So if you aren't madly in love with you, it's time to do the work because your partner cannot do it for you. In fact, you won't allow it. It's not their fault. They can't give you enough love to make up for the lack of love that you're willing to give yourself. And that's what was happening to me. And I didn't even know it. And I digress because body image and the connection to self-love was a huge, a major part of my divorce story. And the idea of anyone else sitting in this kind of struggle, refusing to give themselves the love that they deserve and sacrificing any of their dreams hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. But I didn't know that until after the fact, when I started working with a coach and started started to get to know myself better. It's why I got certified to coach at an elite level that helps humans navigate trauma and reclaim their joy. So let's bump back to my story. I spent the next 12 months in full-on distraction mode. All right, distraction mode. There was a whole cast of characters tuning in to my brain. And I would do anything to not, to not feel emotion. Here are some examples. I mean, I did everything from binge eating to daily drinking to excessive napping, retail therapy, dating apps and rebound relationships, partying all day in LA whenever I possibly could, developing workaholic habits, you know, take a signing up for any project that would distract me and keep me longer working at work rather than feeling my feelings. All of these types of things and more, all of it just to numb out. It felt emotionally unsafe and physically painful in my body to feel grief, sadness, loneliness, not to mention the great big burden of guilt and blame and shame and embarrassment. I thought I was supposed to take on as a part of my new title, divorcee. I just thought that was part of the role. I just thought that was part of the thing you were supposed to do. You're supposed to feel bad about it. You're supposed to feel guilty about it. You're supposed to blame yourself. You're supposed to hide and isolate because you should be embarrassed because you didn't try hard enough. These are all the bullshit stories that ran through my brain on a regular basis. And if you're listening now and that resonates, know that they're just stories. That's not your truth. You don't have to hold that. And you know what? The stereotypes and stories that our society has placed on divorce 
is a destructive layer of unnecessary hurt and hassle. The stereotypes and stories that our society has placed on divorced people has distracted and disturbed the way that people around them treat them, things that people say, and the way that we treat ourselves when we're going through this hurt space. Now, all of this led up to my breakthrough moment several, several months in, if not close to a year after my separation. After tons of time spent numbing out on replay over and over and over, I found myself in a familiar spot on the cold tile floor of my bathroom. Now I got to take a minute here and take a deep breath (sighs) because this story is the moment that everything shifted for me. This story brings back so much flooding emotion into my system. You can probably hear me starting to get choked up. This story is so real inside of me that I can, I can still feel it. I can, I can feel the temperature. If I close my eyes, which I am right now, I can feel the temperature of those cold tiles on my skin. I can feel the position my body was in, in this crumpled up fetal position. I can feel the sadness and the grief and the contracted feeling inside my gut, just twisting and turning. I can feel it all still to this day. Why do I share this with you before I share a little bit more? Because I know some of you listening have been through some deep, deep stuff that still causes you pain to think about. And I want you to know that it may never get easier to share those tough stories. And it's okay as you share to be honest about feeling those sensations. It's okay to move forward even when those memories still bring up the tough stuff inside. So I found myself in this familiar spot on the cold tile floor of my bathroom. And I would often find myself trying to get ready for the day and then catch my own eyes, my own sad eyes in the mirror or curling my hair, noticing my empty ring finger. And I would literally drop to my knees, find that fetal position and ball my eyes out to near hyperventilating. And I'm not proud of it, but one of those times my neighbor even knocked on my door because he heard me crying through the wall. Talk about embarrassment, right? But it was just part of my daily process. It was just part of my daily process. But it was on that same cold tile floor 
in that oh so familiar crying fetal position on this day when I heard my soul scream something from the deep, deep depths. Get up. Get up. Get up. It is time to do life differently. It was like my soul was screaming, fight for your joy, Heidi. Do something. Do something different. It's too cold here. It's too wet here. It's too painful here. And we can't keep doing life like this. Now, like I said, I'd been here many times before. But for whatever reason, this day was different. I heard these messages come through loud and clear and break the noise of my sob song. And I knew in that moment that I'd had enough. I had had enough, enough already, enough already. I'd reached my breaking point of holding in the pain. I'd reached my breaking point of recurring stuckness and that that silent struggle. It was time to get up and choose to be relentless about joy. Choose to be relentless about joy. And I remember getting up with a new sense of tenacity and drive that I had never felt on any other day and decided, yep, I'm going to go reclaim my joy. And I had no clue what that even meant, you guys. I had no clue what that even meant. I had no clue where these messages were coming from, why I was deciding to act differently. I had no clue what all of this meant, but I was going to make a conscious choice to do life differently and fight for myself every day. And that's exactly what I did. And I haven't stopped. The only thing that's changed is I decided to become a coach and serve others during a time which I had. I wish I had this kind of support back in the day. I wish I knew somebody. I wish I heard somebody talking about the possibility of this, sharing their story and going, oh, wait, all I got to do is get in touch with that person and start my healing now. I wish I had that. Because I mean, when I was going through food and body, no one other than the diet industry was providing a quote unquote solution. And trust me, the diets and fitness fads that you continue to turn to year after year after year, they aren't your solution. Your self-awareness, your self-allowance, your self-acceptance, and your self-love that is your solution. And until you decide to turn your attention and do that kind of fitness, emotional fitness, until you work on your emotional fitness, nothing else is changing, at least not long-term. That's why you've been working on it for decades. That's why you're still struggling. That wasn't a solution. There wasn't a solution out there. And the same thing when I was going through divorce, no one was talking about it. No one was giving me options on how to heal. No one was sharing their story openly. 
maybe there was a secret society for divorced women, but if there was, I totally missed the memo. I didn't get an invite. And I decided through my healing journey that I wanted to be a voice for people seeking support, a hub for healing, a safe space for sharing, a safe place for reclaiming your joy. And now I have not only the personal experience, but the professional toolbox from all of my certifications to help in healing, health, and happiness. I became a certified life coach, certified breathwork facilitator, and certified personal trainer. And trust me, I used myself as a guinea pig over the past seven years to know what works and know what doesn't. Then I got myself the education to back my solution and have created a one-stop shop so you don't have to go to 13 different spots and people and resources just to do the work, right? I did that. You don't have to. I heard a quote from Mel Robbins recently, and I wish I heard this quote back then. She said, and I say this with so much love and compassion, no one's coming. No one's coming to save you. You have to step in. You have to cheer yourself on. You have to take each step and do the work. It's all you. I believe that. I believe that is true. That's that responsibility piece. And although no one's coming, I am here. I'm here. I'm waiting for you at the trailhead of transformation. It's at the intersection. In case you're looking on your GPS, it's at the intersection of love and pain. So you show up in all of your pain and I'll teach you how to use joy as your GPS to design a life that you are destined for. What I believe Mel means by no one's coming is actually that it starts with you. You have to bring your willingness to do life differently and say yes to the people that your soul trusts to walk with you. You have to be willing to do life differently and say yes to your intuition, say yes to slowing down, say yes to doing the hard things. This is so powerful and something that I coach on, which is taking responsibility for what now and what next. Taking responsibility for knowing and growing yourself every single day. And when you choose this, when you choose this path, you are suddenly in a power and empowered position. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's blocking your joy. The path to recovery includes so many of the same steps because the block isn't actually what you see on the surface. And the blocks are going to show up in a lot of different ways. All right. I could, I could name 5 million ways, but here's a few examples. The block appears in the form of divorce, breakup, loss of a loved one, loss of a pet, loss of a job. The block appears in the form of bullying, tragedy, or losing your home in a tornado. But those things and experiences are not the actual block. 
The block is the emotion, the feeling that comes from it. The block is the buildup, the emotional constipation, if you will, and stuckness of that emotion that hasn't been released. And it's our responsibility. It's your responsibility to make it a priority to release so you can find peace, pleasure, freedom, and create room for joy and carry on creating a life that you desire. I'm 100% positive that every person listening has experienced deep disappointment, loss, and sadness on some level to date. And let me be clear. You matter, but it, the block, doesn't matter. It doesn't define you. It doesn't have to be the thing that continues to trip you up or holds you hostage from your happiness, from your joy. And one of the ways that we unblock our joy is by allowing, acknowledging, and accepting our pain our heartaches, and our heartbreaks. Because we have to process the pain to make room for joy. That's the only way we can make room. You can try to ignore and or avoid it. But guess what, love? That's a part of life. And without pain, we don't experience joy. Without heartbreak, we don't experience love. And that's what we all have in common. As humans, we become willing to risk ourselves in love and joy because what's life without it? So it's been almost seven years since my divorce in June of 2015. Before that, I was with my partner for 12 years and never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would end up divorced. I mean, who would? And never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would create a version of me that has an abundance now of love that leads with compassion and curiosity and is fueled by joy and shining brighter than ever. If you're staring in the mirror at a version of you that isn't the true you, that isn't the full you, get to work. Be committed to uncovering and discovering who you are, what your true potential is, what your true desires are, what gets in the way of that, and so much more. I'm working with sweet, sweet souls every single day who've decided to say yes to joy, and so can you. My expanded brand is Joyfully Divorced, and I'm here to help humans use joy for their own healing because that's what I know. I know that joy saved me. That's what I did. And I can share that process with you. It's deep, it's transformational. And the coolest part is it's sustainable and maintainable for life. Thank you for allowing me to share this part of me today. I will continue to honor my truth and open up in ways that I hope is healing and inspiring for you. Don't forget that I love to hear from you. So if you've loved this episode, simply share it with others, share it on your social media, or leave me a comment or message on Instagram so I know that you loved it. The truth will set you free. And you get to start by sharing your truth in the most safe and supported space with someone who understands what you're moving through. 
If you're ready to recover and discover the truest you, speak your truth and find your freedom, go to joyfullydivorce.com and book a free connection call today. Share your story and allow me to join you on the journey. I am so glad that you're here. I can't wait to hear from you. Remember to go out into the world, shine your light bright and live a limitless life. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.